0: Ladies and gentlemen, you know exactly what time it is. Welcome back to the Catitude Podcast on the Believe Network. I'm your host Anders Pryor. It's a great Friday today and we get to talk about Villanova basketball. That means it's a damn good Friday. And I I'll tell you what. Little bit of a little bit of a you know, shorter and simpler show today, but you know, we're, we're, we're going to have fun regardless. Thank you for making me and making us a part of your end to the week and transition into the weekend. I hope you all are doing well. I hope you all are staying warm, staying inside. I've got a lot of exciting college football to come up this weekend. Uh, weather's been kind of back and forth here on campus. It's it's been m- mostly in the 50s. The 50s is a mid is a weird kind of range of weather because it's like one of those like weird things where like any kind of combination of clothing is acceptable. Like when I walk around campus, I'm a, for me personally, I'm a very big fan of like long sl- thicker long sleeves and then shorts because I think I, when I, when I wake up in the morning and I'm tired and I don't have access to a coffee or an energy drink to really get myself started, I like feeling like the cool breeze on 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 my calves and on my, on my thighs etc right you, you get what i mean but i walk around and i see kids you know dressed up you know like they're 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 about to go on an expedition to michigan or something you know like fully layered long pants boots all of that also see some kids dressed like me see some kids you know fulling, you know, f- like you know thin thin little little pairs of sweatpants and, and you know, like little being like jaw like right, like they're, they're short, ankles exposed and everything, and flip flops out, and then a t shirt. You know, and no one really bats an eye in any of those combinations or anything in between. So it's kind of you know whatever you pull out of your of your drawer, your closet it is probably gonna be fine. So that's where we're at. But um, it's funny because every time we we go in, in in the front of the student section in. In in the pavilion, we we always kind of everyone kind of takes their their big big coats that they use to walk over and kind of just shoves them in the corner and shoves them in the pile and it gets like twenty things long. And after the game, we we're either happy from losing or you know happy happy from winning. Excuse me, not happy from losing, happy from winning. Sad from losing. It's it's kind of a lottery system. Hey, did you get your coat? You know, you, you, what 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 do you who what are you leaving with? Oh, that's mine. Oh, this is yours. Oh, let's switch. Oh, wait, this isn't mine. Um. But but it, but it's good. It's good to have a cool breeze to, to wake you up, and and I'm excited. You know, you know, get get me nice and jolted on the way here to the studio, and you know, we we got some stuff to talk about. So let's just get right in. So thank you for making us a part of your week, and welcome to the Catitude Podcast. So we lose to St. Joe's, right? Fine. I I, I my the the thing that I've learned over the past few years is that losses like this against teams that we, like, really should beat, that we face, like, all the time. Like, you know, you, you always have that, like, one kind of cluster. You know, not every kind of power six team has, like, a, 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 a out-of-conference team that they play that consistently. Thankfully, we're in the big five, so we get some continuity and get we get to have some similarities of opponents. So, you know, we, 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 we're, we're lucky there. Oh, I guess now it's the city six with Drexel. Um, who we end up actually play on Saturday at two o'clock at Wells Fargo, but losses like this to me kind of, and I hear people talk about them sort of define what you know they 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 give an they put forward an accurate representation about your attitude towards the team and your broader perspective on life and what you know if you're optimist pessimist realist you know. Kind of, if you're, are you back and forth? Are you you know, are you an eye test guy? Are you a numbers guy? Right? You you get losses like this against consistent opponents that you do consistently beat, especially early in the season. These because you know it, you know all of the all of the stuff that we get all the time with the conference stuff. That's so that's a roller coaster. That's a whole journey. You know, all of a week. That's a whole kind of different animal. But for these these earlier things, you know, those kind of harsher opinion, you know, the 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 kind of rawer opinions, as we have less context, those really come out, and you kind of have to go on your principles. And so I've heard everything this week. Now, obviously, I I, I guess in terms of it, I want to address as many of the of the parties as possible. Um, the first party has in a way already kind of made up their mind about Kyle Neptune, um the grouping of people that are more sort of I guess turned off by his losses than they are impressed with his wins. You know, whatever. Right. It, anything that's not Jay right will never be satisfying like regardless of result where there are people just based off of kind of the way that we lost and like whatever that have decided that last year was the most accurate reflection of who he is. And it, it, it realizing that that's not the case takes a, you know, let me check my notes here, maybe five seconds to to, to realize. Um, so, you know, it's weird. And then, you know, so that's like the first group. And then you kind of just have like broad, and then you have broader team pessimism. You know, it's not person specific. The, the whole, you know, Oh, we need to be better. We need to do this. We have to make some adjustments. I want to be optimistic, but it's getting hard. Like it, I, I, do not, I'm very much in favor of, of, of being open to new perspectives when provided with new information that I am okay with. What I am not okay with is the entire, you know, aesthetic approach rhetorically to the team, just being game by game. Right. I, I, I can't, especially now, um, early in the season and that's not even saying uh, that's not even me taking a very surf level oh there's a lot of basketball left to play kind of approach it's me saying okay like we we don't have enough data points yet to like get a full grasp of what's going on so i you know and and a lot of it's very unnuanced you know whatever so the, the the big the big thing that I the big criticism that I, I I've I've seen and I agree with it is like defending the three, and this was a St. Joe's team, and I guess this so in in terms of my own like just the perspective you're hearing right now from me on this mic, um. What I heard from people that I disagree with is like, oh, this is a game that you can't lose, not really because, a this is a St. Joe's team that is significantly improved from last year that took Kentucky to overtime in Kentucky. Um, and that's just the reality, right? Like it, 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 we change every year. They're not constants, right? Like the p- teams like, right? Like that, that's an idea that is so kind of foreign to so many people is that, the idea that the big five or the city six is just sort of this static entity that we just kind of take our steps through every year. No, those are like evolving, changing, like, you know, mutating basketball programs with players that have left and players that have come in and coaching staff changes. So, you know, w- with new strengths and new weaknesses. And and, and we we saw that, right? And the, the three-point shooting was has gotten much better. You can see that throughout the entirety of St. Joe's season so far. And we were the victim of that. Which gets to my second point, which is just kind of in a, in a context-independent sense. You're not going to—at at high school, college, or in the NBA, it's really difficult to beat a team that makes 52% of their threes. And especially at college, 14 of them, right, in the NBA as well. And at high school, double especially, but, you know, in college, if it's going to be re- – that's a really hard rate to kind of overcome. And that goes back to one of the criticisms that I've always made with Nova, you know, a- about their style of play, and it is the weakness, and it's, it, and it's a weakness that I feel like people are sort of afraid to talk about, which is that – you know, last episode I talked about how our efficiency is going up, and that's a great compliment to the team. But the thing about that idea too is that it, it's kind of a, it's kind of a must, right? Because if you're not efficient, then what happens is that you you go down. You're methodical. You're slow, like we are. We're gonna finish bottom ten in pace again, and you know, like we always do. And if you miss your shots, like it's kind of hard, right? Like the solid play that we have is not designed to be to become you know, to, to, it's not a solid play that can come, you know, if we're down by 10 with, with, with seven minutes left or eight minutes left, it, it, it's kind of hard to come back from behind. So I, I think to me, not even, so I think the way that we did it sort of against Memphis, I think is probably the most, not sustainable, because that's a difference. that The scale of that was egregious you know on the side of the tigers but like leads early leads decently sized early leads excuse me are important um and we have versatility of scoring and we shoot the 3 well and we shoot the 3 a lot but we don't quite live and die by it to the same sort of extent as we see a lot of these other teams so, like, when I think of Creighton and I think of our matchup with Creighton, you know, this year and, and in years past, the winner of that the winner of those games, and that is, and thankfully, you know, that's going to be a big test coming up because that, that is our conference opener, and so that's, that'll be perfect to talk about. The winner of that game is going to win by double digits because it's either that we're going to control the pace and we're going to be really efficient and really methodical, and then Creighton is going to, you know, if if they if they miss their shots, then they just sort of, you know, that's it. Like we 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 take off twenty five seconds, boom, make your layup, make your free throws, whatever. They miss another three, boom, another twenty five seconds off the clock. Versus we're not efficient and we take too much time, but then we miss, and then they come back, made their threes, and it's an avalanche, and you can't stop it. And if we're down by you know twelve points with ten minutes left you know, you're done, right? Because then they're going to take up, come up, take 12 seconds, and then make the three. So for St. Joe's, like, this is the exact kind of game. I would even almost phrase it as this is the sort of performance that we are designed to lose to. Um, It was a perfect storm. For St. Joe's, and again, that's not you know me creating an excuse. like St. Joe. Like that's the point. Like they're good. Like they're gonna, they're gonna win. They might win twenty games this year, right? Like they're gonna have a legit shot at the A ten because the A the A ten is a little. It- it's a, from just if you look at it broadly, is supposed to be a little weaker. I know it's on a major conference, but you know, you don't have as much of the of the, of the of the as it's not as top heavy as we, as we've seen. So there was kind of more room in the middle for them to punch at. So I, I would absolutely look at St. Joe's as a 21 team this year. I don't think they'll be ranked, but, you know, like that's a, those are, they're, they have real players and they, they have real shooters. And the kind of, like it, matchup wise, it, it's a nightmare for us. So, you know, the, the, like the pen loss was worse because matchup wise, you know, and I, and I said a few weeks ago, it might just be a matchup, a coaching matchup that maybe isn't quite as obvious because we've always had we have had more trouble with Penn than historically than any other team in in the in the in in the Big Five slash shitty Six. So it, it's hard, right? Like that's to, so that's the that's the rougher loss to me because it's not super obvious what the mismatch is, and so therefore it's easier to point. Okay, we just got outplayed. For St. Joe's, though, like we know exactly what it is. They shoot threes really well. We don't defend it well. They made 52%, and we play more methodically, more slowly if we miss our shots down the stretch, and it's impossible to come back from a double-digit double lead with single-digit minutes on the clock in the way that it might be easier for other teams in the conference. So that's my broader takeaway. When I like sit down and I think about the game, taking a deep breath and what have you, Those are the things that I think about. I feel fine. Like I don't feel stressed or worried. Um, I try not to when I make these opinions. And I have made a point of that because I know a lot of people who come up to me. Who trust my opinions and who take my opinion seriously. I take my opinion seriously. And so I try not to let emotion get in the way of it. And the reactions for me have come a little bit game by game, and there's some hypocrisy from the fan base, I feel like. Because if you actually do think, because, you know, and again, this is not an, oh, there's a lot of basketball left to be played kind of approach. I, I find that stuff really tacky. But what I will say is that at this point in the year, It's sort of ridiculous to me to on one you can't have it both ways so if you're saying okay we're a lot better Kyle's getting better the roster is a lot better we have better wins now you know we're the Atlantic 10 uh, battle for not Atlantic 10 (laughs) uh battle for Atlantis champs thank you Anders good job um if we're doing all that and we're actually and we actually are better then a loss like this in terms of the broader stretch of you know what our tournament aspirations are shouldn't be that worrisome because if you do actually think we're that good which i do then you shouldn't be worried about one loss and you pick up and you move on now if we were screwed going into conference play and, you know, the roadblocks that we would have ahead going into that, you know, if we had a bunch of more, more like, ranked opponents, like we had to face Arizona or, 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 or something, right, like at, in non-conference play, then, like, yeah, I'd be more worried. And if we didn't say, stand a chance and it was a mentality of, okay, well, we need to pick up wins wherever we can get them because realistically once we get to this part of the season and that part of the season, we don't know when we're going to be able to pick these up. Then... And then no. Then like yeah, like I would I would be freaking out because this is a you know, you know, assuming we're gonna take care of business against Drexel, which I think we will, um, to me that's more of a panic game than for than, than that would be more of a panic loss and, than this one. Then like yeah, I would be more worried. But I'm not. So it, you, you can't have it both ways. You can't say, Oh, the team's so much better than it was last year and Kyle's so much better than it was last year and then also panic whenever they lose you know it, it's a cohesive unit right like this is what we have now is what we have and what we have just beat UNC and and, and kicked in Memphis and 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 out and turned Texas Tech's great defense into a muck so you you can't have it both ways i'm fine like i i am and i'm not being blindly optimistic right because And the reason I know that is because I can identify the specific reason why they won and why we lost and why they outplayed us and the reasonings for that and the data for that and the history for that within this season. So it's not like I'm sitting here and just going to pretend that nothing's wrong. There are things wrong, but those were things that were wrong consistently throughout the season. They were wrong last year, and they're just kinks of the team based on the limitations of the roster that we have that we have to figure it out. But we are able – we're going to be able to – smooth that out right because outside of crate there no one there's no one really in in the big east that can make threes at that rate except for creighton La- last year you know um xavier could do that to a certain extent but they've lost a lot of those guys sule boom's gone colby jones is gone um nunji he's injured so it's harder right and then you know Butler, like, same thing. Now, they'll have, like, one or two guys a year, and, you know, they recruit to that as much as they can, but it's not their identity the way that it is for, you know, Creighton. Even, like, Marquette. Like, they're just good. Like, the roster is just good. But three point, And they have guys that can shoot the three really well, but that's not their identity. That's not what the roster construction is leaning towards the way it is for Creighton. So I think even in Big East play, and even against like the teams that are really good in 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 the conference, like matchup wise, like we go really well. Crane is a nightmare for us, and St. Joe's a nightmare for us, and so I. But I versus like I think that like UCLA, which is sometimes which tends to be a little bit more methodical, they t- you know t- you know take the shot with like 22, 23 seconds left, or twenty you know take the shot. Twenty-two, twenty-three seconds in. Wait until they're single digits, like what we do. That you know, we can, if we're more efficient, like we can essentially guarantee a win there. Because I think that Villanova's roster is better than what UCLA has. Um, but what I will, but yeah, I, I mean, yeah, we're we're fine. This is a really long, kind of stretched out way of, of saying we're we're fine. Yeah, I'm not going to panic. And I I don't think that, I think that most people aren't. I think that there are, it's extremists and purists. You have extremists that that where if we win a game, then we're going to win the Big East and we're going to go to the Final Four. And if we lose a game, then everyone's going to transfer and Kyle's going to get fired and all that. That's a small group, but it's a louder group, and I I think there's some forefront of it, especially on like Twitter and stuff, which which is which from a fan you know as a fan is, is a little frustrating. And then there's the people who are just kind of benign, and and kind of really don't process the information. And whatever happens, happens, and you just kind of oh we keep going. I like to take a little bit of a middle ground where I you know I, I take the nuance of of each of each game, and look at the context. And try to be, you know, rational, right? I'm going to take strong takes. Like, that's why I'm doing this. That's why you're listening to my voice. So you can hear my sort of strong stances on stuff. But I do like to be rational. Like, you know. So, yeah. Yeah. Same thing. This is a long way of saying we're fine. What am I doing? I don't even know what I'm doing. You guys just kind of here listening to me, me, me talk about it. Um like I don't even really have have any specific comments of any of the, on any of the players like there wasn't really anyone where I was like oh they were really good or, or they were really bad and I think that's fine I and I, and I think if anything that's a good thing or, or at least not even good just like it's stabilizing because if everyone played really well if Moore had 20 if Armstrong had 15 if Eric Dixon had 25 and 10 rebounds, if or and if Hart had another great game, and, you know, Howes and made four threes or something, or five or whatever it was, and we still lost, that's a different question. And on the other end, if all those guys played terribly, and it was like a defensive matchup nightmare as well, because offensively we weren't even that bad, then that's even worse. But... In my mind, this was a standard Villanova performance. You know, we like to we like to get to seventy, but we, we you know we, we're designed to win lower scoring games. We've done that this year. We've we've we showed it against Texas Tech, and we and we showed it last year too. Um, that's how we held down Xavier. You know, through lower scoring. So, I thought, if anything, in terms of sort of from a deep breath standpoint everyone kind of playing normally it was good i have nothing new or crazy to report and if anything that's a good thing because i like because you know i i always like to come into these things with a what did we learn mentality and i don't think like we really learned anything at least not about villanova the only thing we really learned about here is is that saint john's is wicked from three and that the and you know we we knew that when they took Kentucky to overtime in Kentucky, and we and we knew it now, and we're gonna see it throughout the year. I think they'll win twenty games. You know, I'll I'll write that down. We'll see how that ages, but um, but you know, what are we doing here? We're we're bringing it back in. We're circling back in. We're gonna we're and and, and the worst part, and not even bad, but like half of these people that I get so frustrated with are gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna blow out Drexel. And everything's gonna be fine, and then we're all for- gonna forget about it, and then we're gonna get ready for Kansas State, and, and and it's fine. We we have two more resume builder opportunities in Kansas State and UCLA, and I think we'll be good. I I have no, I have no worries, even if we don't win both, I, I'm not gonna sh- stress about it, and neither should you. That's what I'm saying. All right, go take a t- go take a take a take a bath. You know, light a candle, do something, right? Put on, put on the TV. Go, go watch something else, right? R- relax. That's my job, right? My my job's to do all this stuff for you guys. Okay. Go. You know. Th- this is the first time where I'm going to say I have nothing new to report, and I think that's a good thing. So let's all take a deep breath. Let's all have some perspective. Let's all be rational. Let's not be blindly optimistic, but let's also not, you know, blow want to blow up the project and talk about how hard it is to be optimistic. I want to be, but it's so hard. No, it's not. Like, calm down, okay? <laughs> um, so that's all I got for you guys, which was a lot, and it was not much, and it was a little bit of everything. Who knows, right? I've had caffeine today, guys. I'm not sure if you can tell. I'm really, I'm really up and about. Uh, I, I've had, I've had, I've had some cold brew. I, I, i I think I, I think I'm at my limit. I'm not gonna have any more. I, I, I thank God I got my spike in right as the show is kicking in, so I, you guys can listen to me and, and what have you. But look, that's all I have for you guys today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for making us a part of your week. This has been the Catitude Podcast on the Believe Network. I've been your host, Anders Pryor. Happy Friday, y'all. Go Cats. I will see you all next week.